The didgeridoo means it's time for the Australia News Desk. Here's two of the craziest guys we could find south of the equator. It's Steve Vischer and Grant McCarran from the Plain Crazy Down Under podcast. Dateline, 22nd of July, 2013. Good Lord, Grant, what are you yawning for? I'm the one who set the record this morning. I was up before you, and I don't think that's ever happened. Normally, the only time that you're up at the same time I am in the morning is when you're going to bed and I'm waking up. Yes, yes. Big career changes for me this week. Well, not a career change, but change of work schedule. Uh, Grant, did you know that there's two three o'clocks in the day? Yes, I do know that. In fact, I'm quite intimate with both of them because it's not uncommon for me to be up early, especially in summer, getting ready to go fly balloons at that time. Yeah, well, I had no idea people drove trains at that time of the day. Good Lord. Anyway, it's most disturbing. But welcome, folks, to episode 258's Australia Desk. Well, let's not talk about my uh, trauma of getting up early. Let's talk about the wonderful thing that is new airport construction, and it looks like that's going ahead up there in Toowoomba in Queensland. Uh, It's certainly going ahead privately. Uh, A local family up there who uh, run a bunch of construction uh, equipment conveniently that we have uh, spoken about in past Ausdesk episodes are progressing with the construction of their very own massive runway that will be large enough to allow 747s to land and in fact they reckon they could even put a heavy lift Antonov in there every day of the week. It's going to be great for them and could be great for the future but uh, a couple of the locals don't seem to agree do they mate? They don't seem particularly happy uh, you know of course there's always going to be people that are unhappy about things like this. I mean, let's face it, building a, an airport in this area, which is a, a very uh, quickly growing area, it's uh, doing very well out of the resources boom here in Australia at the moment, and uh, it's, it's much needed. They've already got pre- a pretty good airport there, but uh, having this one here at Wellcamp, built by the Wagner family, uh, will certainly be uh, a great boon to that area. As you said, Grant, we reported now, some of the locals are feeling a bit left out and are even accusing the uh, local Toowoomba Regional Council of a sleight of hand to assist the Wagner family to circumvent regulations that would normally apply to airports around the country, according to this article here in the Australian.com.au. Look, the uh, the Wagners point out that uh, they definitely did pull every string known to man to get people to understand it was a real project, but they reckon the development was given industrial zoning more than a decade ago and the proper process has been followed. But no doubt there'll be more to come on this front. Meanwhile, the airlines seem interested. Virgin Australia says here, as a key aviation stakeholder, Virgin Australia welcomes the opportunity to provide input in the new infrastructure developments, such as the WellCamp Air airport currently under construction, a nameless Virgin Australia spokesman said. Uh, and Qantas also said that uh, it's quote-unquote an impressive project and said that uh, Qantas regularly considers new routes and infrastructure opportunities that could be commercially viable. Well, I guess, Grant, uh, as I mentioned, it is a resources area and uh, it will be viable because there'll be a lot of fly-in, fly-out workers, I would assume, flying right in and out of that airport. I'm pretty sure you're right there. But one of the best quotes I've heard in the whole thing was where he talks about how, in due course, it might make a return, but it may not happen in my lifetime. My kids will do well out of it and the grandkids will do really well if they don't sell it or muck it up. Yes, that's very interesting, Grant. In fact, I'm uh, quite familiar down here with some other transport companies here in Melbourne that uh, had quite the same uh, situation, uh, generationally speaking. In fact, um, I used to work for one of them and so does my wife currently work for one, so there you go. So that's quite interesting. So uh, yeah, good to see that uh, this investment is going ahead. We need more uh, infrastructure investment in aviation uh, in this country, so uh, that's good to see. Now, Grant, something else that's good to see as uh, PCDU members getting up and flying with the Royal Australian Air Force in Hercules. You know, Grant, I could mention the time that I flew in a C-130H, but, uh, oh. but uh, oh. we've, had another, we've had another team member up this week flying over Sydney in a Royal Australian Air Force C-130J, and it wasn't oh, me or great. Grant. Yes, it wasn't you, Grant, it wasn't me. It was, of course, our good friend and team member, Cathy Mexted, and she was up there to celebrate the 
20th anniversary of number 37 squadron which is a squadron that operates the hercules for the raf so that's a great milestone to pass that's awesome but i I thought they were putting the flight on just for her well you know we do we do have good connections there at the raf they do look after us that's for sure yes but as it turns out it was uh, kathy and a number of other folks from the media Uh, once again a pair of hercules flying across sydney harbour and uh, in this case kathy was in the photo ship so she was in the front she tells us that it was a little lumpy and she was kind of happy when the uh, ramp went down and a bit of airflow came through I guess but um, <laughs> yeah it was great uh, we were able to get her on the flight and uh, of course one of the benefits of being part of PCDU is if we get these opportunities and you and I can't jump all over them well hey we, you usually wind up finding one of the team who's uh, in the right place at the right time and this was Kathy's turn and all I can say is yeah great that's Steve that's Kathy and well you know now we've got uh, Damien Rose looks like he's going to get a C-17 flight tomorrow with the U- United States Air Force up at uh, Exercise Talisman Saber. So all I can say for this is, mate, roll on my F-18 flight. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, 37 Squadron, as I mentioned, operates the uh, Hercules uh, for the Air Force here. Obviously a much smaller squadron since the departure of the uh, C-130H fleet. They've only got 12 C-130Js left now, and those aircraft are doing a lot of work. Of course, they have been supplemented by the C-17s uh, that are operating out of RAF Base Ambly. 37 Squadron uh, was established on uh, 15th of July 1943 at RAF Base Laverton, which is down here in Victoria, as an air transport unit, and uh, it flies tactical airlift missions uh, with those aircraft, and uh, as I say, they go all over the planet with them. So uh, well done to those guys, and uh, here's to another 70 years, I say. I think it's great that they've been such a fine, upstanding squadron for so long, and it's also awesome that they're running your favourite aircraft, the Hercules. Absolutely. You know, Grant, uh, some might say that at Christmas time, people in the Defence Force scram to other places. Oh. <laughs> like how I did that, buddy. Groan. Can I say no? Because it was, yeah, well done on the segue, but ow. Oh, okay then. Aussie scramjet to unlock hypersonic travel secrets, screams this headline here in the Australian.com.au. A scramjet? That's very cool. Yeah, mate. Supersonic combustion ramjet. It's absolutely awesome. Uh, Ramjet, as we've had discussed on the Airplane Geeks a number of times, operates by compressing air into the combustion chamber and uh, igniting it. There's no real moving parts. It's all just designed to compress the air by flow. Well, the scramjet does the same thing, but the combustion occurs at supersonic airflows within the combustion chamber, which is pretty sexy stuff. This team from University of Queensland are going to go to Norway and they're going to blast their scramjet on a suicide mission. Oh, it's no. apparently being billed as the $14 million kamikaze mission to yield just three <laughs> seconds of data. Unbelievable. In September, rock- rockets will propel the 1.8-metre scramjet to an altitude of 340 kilometres, which is uh, out of the Earth's atmosphere. It's a long just way a tad. Yeah. <laughs> it says uh, This article then says it will plummet back towards Towards Earth, accelerating to Mark 8, which is around 8,600 kilometres per hour, uh, before it uh, disintegrates over the sea. So, uh, boy, it's hoped that the precious seconds of data the jet yields will be a small step on the long road to hypersonic travel. When passengers, it says here, might zip from Australia to South Africa in 45 minutes. I'll tell you what, Grant, even I'd go to South Africa if it only took three quarters of an hour. <laughs> I think we're a very, very long way off seeing any passengers on scramjets. Hypersonic travel, great for missiles, great for uh, maybe carrying a few packages or uh, observation and so on, but otherwise not really uh, great for passengers at this stage. But who knows, they may get it sorted out and the old joke of uh, for half the flight the toilet's not working and the other half it's not available, but uh, I'm sure they'll figure something out about it. But you know, I, I don't know why they're, they're bothering to accelerate it up to Mach 8. I mean, I've built aircraft models that I just threw them and they disintegrated within three seconds. Yeah. I mean, hello! That's right, Grant, there's a consultancy beckoning for us. I think so. Absolutely, but and I- if you put it on top of your car, the way you drive, no, 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 we won't say oh, that. Hey. <laughs> 
<laughs> it won't last three seconds if we do that. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, if it was like my car, it would disintegrate just sitting in the driveway, but that's a whole other story for another week. Yeah, well, that's because of the possums in your trees, mate. Well, that's very true, and it's just a shame they're a protected species. Yeah, well, it's one thing to be able to go and hunt and eat grues. It's another thing with possums. They're so cute. Let's not get Rob excited about that. Giving him another cute and fluffy Australian mammal that he can be all excited about? We could take a possum on Port Virgin Australia and get frequent flyer points for him. Oh, we could pretend that he's a fluffy cat? Well, enough of that silliness for this week. We'll be back next week. Until then, I'm Steve Vischer. And I'm going to scram because I'm Grant McCarran. Yeah, scram. Let's scram. I'm going to scram and get another coffee, I think. I scram, you scram. We all scram for hypersonic jets. Yay. That works. And you didn't like my joke. Gee whiz. Well, I mean, you know... (laughs) 